Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I'm your host, Reagan Rose. Well, friends, I'm excited to be here with you today. And this is the last episode of season three of the show and the last episode of the year. You know, and at the end of another year and on the precipice of a new year, I think it might be helpful, it might be fun to reflect a little bit on 2021 and look ahead at 2022. And so my aim here is to kind of share with you a little bit about some of the highlights that I've experienced in my own life with with this ministry and just productivity-wise too, some of the things I've tried this year that some have worked, some haven't worked, and just reflect on that, and then tell you about some of the things that are exciting that are coming in 2022, and some of the things I plan to try productivity-wise, some new systems, some new habits, some new goals. And throughout, I'm hoping I can give you some resources and some ideas for yourself as you reflect on the previous year and look forward to a new, productive, happy new year for the glory of God. But before we get into that, I wanted to tell you, I did a free workshop last week. Um, If you're on the newsletter, you probably heard about this. The workshop was all about how to plan a God-glorifying 2022. And so it was a free webinar I did. The recording is available. I have links for that in the show notes here. And I also created this big old workbook that's totally free. Both of them are totally free. And if you just go through this workbook, it It takes you through a little process to reflect on the previous year, uh, think about your goals, where things are at, kind of take stock, and how to set goals that you'll actually stick with in the new year. Once again, that is completely free. There's links to that in the description, but I wanted to let you guys know about that in case you weren't able to make it live. It is still there, and I, I do think it's a pretty valuable resource. It's the exact process that I use to review my previous years and set goals for the new year. So let's start with highlights for 2021. I just want to share with you a few things that were highlights in my own life, kind of milestones that I faced that have to do personally and even with redeeming productivity. And we'll just start there, and then we'll move into to some of the goals I had, and some of the um, and some of the productivity things I tried and failed at, or the ones that did work. Uh, the number one highlight of 2021 what happened early. It was the birth of my daughter Ruby back in February. Uh, she was our second. That was awesome. She's just a beautiful, wonderful, sweet little girl, and that was super exciting. The other one, though, close behind that was the birth of my other baby, which was redeeming productivity. Um, And not really the birth, but the coming of age. Um, Back in March, I went full time with redeeming productivity, and I've been doing it ever since. And that's been super exciting. It's been kind of a wild ride. I haven't given you guys as many updates as I had planned to, um, but it's working. It seems to be working which is amazing. It's uh, it's seeming it's starting to sustain itself financially as and looks like it's going to work um, long term. That's huge and I'm praising God for that. Another highlight of this year was writing my first book. I wrote a book called A Student's Guide to Gaming with Christian Focus. And it's not directly about productivity, but it is sort of because uh, 
that's how I came to the world of productivity was because I was addicted to video games. Lord kind of got a hold of me and I realized, you know, I'm, I'm playing way too much of this and I'm not giving enough of myself to the things of the Lord. And so I pulled back on my own involvement with gaming and I've seen sort of in the lives of other young men, especially, uh, maybe an overindulgence in this specific, uh, recreation. I don't think games are bad. I think they're great. I think they're fun. Um, I think they're good. I think maybe sometimes though, for some of us, they can be too good and they can kind of suck us in and, uh, cause us to be neglectful of some of our other duties. So I wrote this book really, it is, it's a, it's a guide for young people or for parents or for, for youth pastors or pastors to help kind of think biblically about video games. It's not bashing games. Again, I'm not anti-gaming, but sort of trying to put them in their proper perspective in our lives and approaching it from the question of what makes games so fun. What is it that we love about them and why are they so enthralling? What can that tell us about what God has made us for? So that actually comes out in January, on January 14th. Um, so I'd love you guys check it out. You can pre-order it. You go on Amazon. There'll be a link in the description here too. But if that's something you think would be helpful for you or someone in your life or, or a pastor or someone or a student, check out a student's guide to gaming, um, which is my first book. Super exciting. Uh, another major highlight from the uh, personal side is celebrated 10 years of marriage to my wonderful wife, Kim. So that's awesome. Decade under the belt. Sick. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't want to be doing this with anyone else. Uh, she's amazing. And another major highlight for me was launching Redeeming Productivity Academy. Um, this is my membership program that um, I did a pilot version of back in September, and I've just reopened it now publicly, so anyone can join. You can join right now, actually. And that has been a major game changer because it's been incredibly... Uh, beneficial for me just from a personal level uh, to be in a community with a bunch of other people who are Christians who love productivity. Uh, It's one thing to talk about these things, you know, in an empty room on a microphone in a basement. It's and write about them and, you know, do videos about it. But it's another thing to interact with you guys. And that's what I've really loved about having this community. Uh, Redeeming Productivity Academy, if you don't know what it is, it's, it's a membership program that basically you get a new like course each month that we go through together on different aspects of productivity, like, um, like overcommitment or to-do lists or some of the theological foundations that should shape our thinking as Christians on these things. Um, we have a book club. There's a bunch of stuff in there and that's been huge, hugely helpful for me. And just, you know, to be honest with you from like a business perspective too, like that's, that's been one of the things that started to make redeeming productivity look more and more sustainable long-term as uh, something that I can continue to do full-time. But I'd encourage you for that. If you think that sounds interesting, if you're like super into productivity and you're also super into Jesus Christ and you, you want to be around people who are like that, man, check it out. It's uh, it's actually free for the rest of this month. You can join. It's a monthly thing. You, you pay each month for it, but I made it a free trial of it for the month of December. So if you go over to like redeemingproductivity.com slash academy, or just click the link in um, the show notes. You can learn more about that and just hop in with us for these last two weeks of December. Just see what it is, see if it's helpful to you and love for you to hang around. I, I think it could be a huge help for you like it has been for other people as well. So those have been sort of the highlights of 2021. Those are like the really, um, the big milestones that I look back on 
and I'm just so thankful to the Lord for, and it's just hard to believe how many things, huge things have happened in a year. Um, that's why I really believe this exercise is so helpful. Again, I do have that free workbook you can go through on how to plan your year. This is one of the exercises that I take you through in that is just reflecting on the year. When I actually sat down and did this, I couldn't believe how many major things had happened that I'd completely forgotten about that. I had just, I hadn't celebrated. I hadn't, um, really paused to give thanks to the Lord for this has been an awesome year and there's been low points too. I'm sure for, for you as well, there's highs and lows for the year. But if we don't pause and look back and think on what the Lord's done in our lives and what's happening, um, we're not going to be able to look forward rightly. We're not going to be rightly informed. We're just going to keep going the same way. We're not going to make those changes that we need to make. Um, they're informed by being reflective about our lives. So I encourage you to do that. You know, celebrate the wins, celebrate the highlights. But next, I want to share with you a few things I've tried this year on like the productivity front and what I've learned from them and some maybe some adjustments I'm going to make in terms of habits and productivity uh, activities. I don't know how to describe that. I'll just tell you what they are. One of them was uh, after reading Deep Work again with our book club with uh, Redeeming Productivity Academy, I was really struck by one aspect of it, which was had to do with changing your environment, basically making your space and what you surround yourself with conducive to the sorts of uh, habits you want to cultivate. And eliminating distractions is what it really is all about. Getting things out of your way so that you can actually do the things that you want to do and do them well. And so for me, one of the major distractions I was facing and I've always faced is my stupid phone. Like it's always a distraction. I always feel like it is just like trying to suck the attention out of me. And so I I went for it in November. I bought a very dumb phone. It was called the Light Phone 2. It's here sitting in front of me. And I went over a month just using that thing. And there's like a ton of pros and cons to it, like having a dumb phone instead of a smartphone. And I do plan to do a whole article and um, a video. Maybe, maybe I'll do a podcast on just kind of what I learned from having a dumb phone for a while. But here's just like a couple of high level takeaways from that because I did switch back. I'm back to using an iPhone and I did not intend for this to be, a, I wasn't like a trial run thing. I, int- I thought that I was going to switch to a dumb phone and that was, I was going to stick with it forever, but I couldn't. <laughs> here's what it was. Here, here are the good things. Having a dumb phone, um, it was super helpful because it definitely did eliminate the distraction. I was way more focused. I was way more present when things were going on. I didn't have that nagging sense that I had to always be checking something on my phone. My, my head was less foggy. Um, I spent more time reading. Like there was tons and tons of upside, but like I could barely function in society. And this is like kind of scary when you think about it, but there were so many things I couldn't do that like, I just didn't even think about when I put my smartphone away. Like one of them was uh, obviously being able to take pictures. Like I, I just hadn't occurred to me that like the reason I'm able to take pictures all the time is because I have my phone on me. I just didn't think about that. And the the dumb phone I chose doesn't have a a camera on it. But with that, um, I couldn't scan QR codes. Do you go to a restaurant and you know, nowadays they make you scan the little thing, at least where I live and get the menu on your phone. I couldn't do that. I couldn't look up stuff online if I was wondering about something. Uh, the, the phone I have has sort of a GPS on it, but it doesn't work very well. 
So I got lost a few times. And it was like, okay, so there's pros and cons to this, I guess. I guess uh, I guess smartphones have some positives to them. And so I, I put the dumb phone away, and I'm still deciding what to do. I haven't um, sold it yet. I might try it again. I had some issues that were my own fault with carrier settings and things like that. But I don't know. That, that was an eye-opening thing for me is I guess this is maybe the principle is you can try to be really focused. You can try to be uh, like super deep work man or woman. But there are some things that if you choose to set aside certain modern conveniences, certain modern, even distracting causing things, you put yourself out of step with the rest of society in a way that can be way more inconvenient than you thought it was. And not just inconvenient, um, downright uh, annoying <laughs> and annoying to other people too who can't reach you. So those are some thoughts on that. I'll share more on that in a future one. But I did try the dumb phone thing. And I'd be interested if you guys, any of you do dumb phones or have tried this before as an experiment. I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts. But um, yeah, I couldn't do it but I do want to try it again. I don't know why I'm a glutton for punishment. So that was a big one. Another big like productivity thing that I had been trying that I've kind of shifted my thinking on is how I do note taking. Now I'd have to look, but a while back, I think it was the end of last year. I did an episode on smart notes. There's a book by Sonke Ahrens called how to take smart notes. It's this method with the Zadel Kastan where you, you basically, everything you read, you're taking these notes that are sort of uh, atomized and can be used and reused. I guess the idea is you're always sort of writing. And the promise of this sort of note-taking system is that if you're a writer, like I am, that you could come back later and you have all these notes and they're already sort of pre-written and you can edit them together into a paper or a, a blog post or, or a book or something. And so I've been doing that for a while. I'm using the tool Rome Research. And honestly, I mean, having written written this book and I'm in the middle of writing another book, this has not been that helpful for me personally. The smart note system, someone who's fully committed has been fully committed to it, I just don't think it's been that helpful. Uh, I'm not gonna try that going into um 2022. I'm just gonna I'm still gonna research, I'm still gonna take notes as I read things, but trying to have this whole system I found it was more of a, an obstacle to me. It took up way more time uh, that I should have just spent writing. In short, I do think that it is wise to have like a note-taking system, a way that as you're reading, you're jotting down things for, for the future. You're collecting quotes, things like that. I'll continue to do that. I'm just not going to do the smart notes system anymore. It, it's too much work. Related to the subject of note-taking, I want to talk a little bit about apps some apps that I've used this last year and kind of my thoughts on them. So you guys, if you've been listening for a while, you've heard me uh, rave about the app Rome. I've done some videos on it, Rome Research. Uh, it's, a, it's a tool for networked thought is how they, they put it. It's basically a web app that allows you to take notes, but you can interconnect those notes in a way you really can't do in like Microsoft Word or like the notes app on your on your phone or something like every little thing can interlink and backlink to another low note. It's hard to explain until you've tried it. Really cool concept. I love it. I've built out a very large library of interconnected research and notes in there. It's been very helpful to me. But since Rome research, 
uh, has come out and kind of pioneered this, there's been a lot of other options that have come out software-wise. One of them is uh, Obsidian. Obsidian, that's with an O. Uh, and it is a markdown editor. That's a very special, like, lightweight note uh, taking tool, but it's built around a lot of the same concepts as Rome Research, except for this, all the files, instead of being stored on a web database on someone else's server, they're local to your computer. And I used Obsidian when it first, first came out forever ago, every, before I ever even tried Rome. And it just was, didn't, it didn't have everything I wanted yet. And that's why I switched to Rome. But I am in the process right now of completely switching off of Rome and back to Obsidian. And so this is kind of, if you have no interest in this stuff, you can skip this part. But I know that there are a lot of people in here who are interested in the topic of personal knowledge management or tools for thinking, as we call it, like Rome, like Notion, like Obsidian. I'll just give you my two cents on Rome research right now and why I'm leaving it. One, it's too expensive, 15 bucks a month. Obsidian's free. Two, Rome research never gets updated. They, how long has it been out and they still don't have a mobile app? I honestly have no idea what it is. I know it's a one-man development team, but like, I've, I've just been shocked that nothing new has come out for it in like forever. Like it just, it's slow. It doesn't, <laughs> I, I'm getting like mad. I shouldn't get mad. It's just a tool. I'm the one paying for it, but I'm not going to pay for it anymore. I'm quitting that. I'm going over to Obsidian and I like that. I'll continue to use Notion. I've done some videos on Notion. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of it. I'll continue to use that for project management. But for note-taking, Obsidian, that's my boy. So I'll continue that in uh, 2022. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about next year. I'm going to share with you some of my own plans for 2022, some of the stuff I have planned for redeeming productivity, and also just personally too, some of the goals I've set for myself. So hopefully some of this will be helpful for you or give you some ideas. Um, I, again, I got all of this, all of these ideas came through going through that process in that free workbook that is in the description for how to plan your 2022 for the glory of God. Just if you, you're looking for ideas, just go through that. What I mean is if you just follow that process, it will bring you to a place where you come up with the ideas and the goals and what you want to accomplish for the year just by following the process. So here's some that came out of mine. Um, in the area of my walk with the Lord, last year I did pretty poorly at reading the Bible consistently, just to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't follow a plan, and that was a big mistake. And so, you know, I study a lot just as I prepare to write things or to record these or um, to lead the Sunday school class I lead. But I, I should have followed a plan last year, and so I'm fixing that in 2022. I am going to be following a plan from Navigators called, what is it called? It's called the Discipleship Journal. It's a book at a time reading plan. I like it. It's got, uh, it has you read two different books at a time, but it gets you through the Bible in a year. I've never done this one before, but that's the one I'm going to do starting January 1st. And I plan to do that uh, by writing it out in my bullet journal and going through that each day and checking off which one I did. So I'm excited for that to get back on track with that and hopefully do a little better next year. Another thing I did in uh, 2021 that I kind of fell off the wagon on in the last couple months here as it's gotten cold was taking a daily walk. Um, I'm recommitting myself to that. I'm setting an alarm each day for 2022 uh, during the work week where I go outside, take a break, and just walk for a mile in whatever the weather is. 
and come back. That's just so helpful for my thinking. It's good, obviously, from the exercise side. It's good being outside. But honestly, the biggest advantage is just being able to clear my head and just let my thoughts run wild for <laughs> for 20 minutes or so. The other big one that I realized I was falling short in is with relationships, uh, not giving enough time. So, you know, if you've ever started your own business or tried to build something, uh, it does require like all of you. I've been working very, very, very long days um, this last year. So I've built Redeeming Productivity out and I need to kind of fix my balance. So I'm going to be doing date nights with my wife at least once per month. I'm putting them on the calendar, you know, because I've always tried, you know, you try to make something like that happen. But uh, if you don't plan for it, it doesn't happen. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to plan for it. Hopefully we'll do more than that. But at least once a month, I want to make sure that I'm always doing that and I don't go months and turn around and say, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And the other big uh, like goal that I have is something I've tried before and I failed over and over again. So I'd be interested in you guys' help on this, but I want to keep a prayer journal and I want to do better at it. I've done this before and it just, I don't stick with it for that long. And I think that sometimes I make it too complicated or something, but here's what I'm trying to do. I, I want to, I do pray every day, but I want to have a list of people and specific things I'm praying for. And I want to mark when they've been answered and like have some catalog so I can follow up with those people. I just want to do a lot better at that. And so I'm, I'm looking into right now, I haven't figured out how I'm going to do it yet, but I think I'm going to do it in my bullet journal where I have a spread that I'm adding prayer requests to. And then I'm going to have some system where each day I, I pray through a certain number of them. Um, so that way, no matter how long the list gets, I'm always going to come around and pray for each of them on a semi-regular basis. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I just When I just sit down to pray, like I end up praying for the same stuff. Maybe you're the same way. Um, you know, and, and ends up being a lot just focused on me or like immediate problems. I just want to be better at uh, intercessory prayer for other people. And so that that's one of my goals for 2022 is keeping a prayer journal for the whole year. All right. And the last area of things I kind of want to just cover briefly as part of this reflection slash looking ahead episode is what's coming up for redeeming productivity. What are we going to be doing going forward? What are my plans? What are my goals for that? Um, I plan to keep doing this podcast. I've, I've enjoyed doing the seasons format. Um, and I've actually worked out a way with that eight week sabbatical cycle thing where I'm basically each one of those eight week cycles is going to have a podcast season associated with it. I think that's going to be super great. I can sync those up and the week that I'm off, I'm not working on the podcast. That's awesome. So I'm going to keep doing this. Um, I'm going to hopefully write more articles, hopefully do more videos. Another big goal for this year is I want to get with that membership program. I'm kind of pouring everything into that basket, uh, redeeming productivity Academy. And we have about, it's like 75 ish members right now. I would love to get to 250 members in there by the end of the year. Um, and you can, you can be a part of that. You can, you can join the free trial of it that's going on right now and check it out and stick around. But that, that would be a huge, um, for us for the long-term sustainability of this. And just to, to make that community even more of a thriving place where people are, are helping each other to grow. And lastly, just like a very big principle that I'm realizing I need to put more into effect is planning which I know sounds crazy from the guy who talks about productivity all the time. Like, isn't so much of that planning? Yeah, it is. But um, one of the things I've realized is a lot of times I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling on the, 
the edge of my capacity, not because I'm doing too much, but because everything's like in just in time mode, right? Like, like this podcast episode, I am recording this on the day I'm going to release it. I hate that. There's all this pressure. I feel anxious about it. Uh, it's, it's kind of consumed all my thinking for the day. Whereas the times where I've planned ahead better, I can record two or three episodes in one sitting and then I have time to edit them better and time to, to plan it all out. It's much less pressure, but it also, I feel like I find myself getting more done because I'm planning ahead more because I have a, a better strategy in front of me. So each day I wake up and I know exactly what I need to do in the plan. And that's something I highly encourage anybody to do. Like just adding a little bit more planning to your life, whether it's planning your 2022 or just kind of thinking ahead in everything. A big part of taking responsibility and being a steward, a good steward, is the planning process. Like when it comes to to money, stewarding that well requires you to plan ahead, to be thinking about investing. How am I going to use it? How is it going to return? That's that's wisdom applied. That's stewardship. And I think that's true of our time too. It doesn't mean you have to be some hyper overscheduled, you know, someone who never does anything because you're, I must stick to the schedule. I cannot be spontaneous. But I do think planning is just wisdom. And I need to get better at that with having my content calendar more planned out in advance, with having events more planned out in advance, with the podcast seasons, all of that stuff. So that's something I'm recommitting myself to. And I'm hoping that it'll leave some of the the pressure and the overwhelm that I, that I feel often with the running all of this stuff as a, a solo, uh, per, what do you call it? I don't know, a solo creator. I'm doing this by myself. You know, I don't have an editor or anything like that. But I find that when I plan well, I can batch things and I can be really more productive. So yeah, those are my thoughts. That's my reflection on 2021 and my look ahead at 2022. I don't know if that's interesting for anyone or if that was just an exercise in self-indulgence, but I do find it helpful to look back uh, to the past, give thanks to the Lord, ask for his help for the future. And I love to look ahead and make big plans, hold them with an open hand, trust the Lord uh, in this next season. So we step by faith into it. And uh, that's my prayer for you too. As you step into a new year, I pray that you do set ambitious goals but you set them humbly. You set them with an aim to bring God glory with your life, with your 2022. And I hope that you will stick around, that uh, I can be a resource to you. Redeeming Productivity can be a resource to you as you seek to live a life that brings God more glory. That's all from me this week, but I will see you again here next year. But until I do, remember this, in whatever you do, do it well and do it all to the glory of God. 